0: Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. We're blessed to be a part of a great church. You know, we are one, one church in 10 different locations. And uh, I'm excited. I'm moving to Nashville, Tennessee soon, which will be really fun to go lead our church over in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we just can't get through at the moment because COVID sucks. And uh, we're a bit stuck, so we're just working on that, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of Valentine's Day bloopers, I, um, Savannah, who's my wife, we've been married for 10 years this year and um, 11 years this year, 10 was last, it's a bit of a blur, um, and, and we were dating for around about a year, and it got to Valentine's Day, and we went to a restaurant down the Gold Coast, so we were living in Brisbane, and we drove all the way down the Gold Coast to a nice Italian restaurant for Valentine's Day dinner, and we're sitting there eating dinner, and I'd kind of been processing some things, because when you a year in dating, it starts to get pretty like, oh, this might be long term, uh, which is good dating advice, because once you get to a year, if you haven't made your mind up, just, yeah. you know, like... If, if the guy can't make his mind up in a year, then he can't make his mind up ever, and so I don't want to put any unnecessary pressure on anybody. I'm not saying you have to get married after you, but you better pretty well know, like don't waste your time otherwise. Okay, anyway, and so we're down there at dinner, and I just like, and it was getting pretty real, and I was thinking about it, and we're sitting there, and you know, sometimes this gets a bit awkward, and the conversation's lacking, and we're dating for a year, and Savannah says to me, what's up? And I sort of went, huh? I guess I'll just seize the moment. And I was like, I don't know if we can do this anymore. So on Valentine's Day at the Gold Coast, we broke up over Italian food. <laughs> is that a good way to break up with someone? on us? Bad. And, and we so, but the problem is, we're, like, I'm young. I'm, I think I was 21, and you don't have a lot of money, and Italian restaurants are expensive. And so we're, <laughs> we'd already ordered dessert. We're midway through dinner. And so I was like, oh, we just have to wait and eat the dessert. So we'll just, you don't want to waste the money. So we ate the dessert. gets even worse. This is like the worst Valentine's Day ever. Then we get in the car, and it's so awkward, because obviously, like, everyone's really emotional. I feel really terrible. Savannah's emotional. We get in the car. And again, 21 years old. You don't think very well. But my mother calls me, and she lives at the Gold Coast. And she's like, hey, your little brother's at our house. He needs a lift to Brisbane. Would you mind picking him up and taking him? So I was like, yeah, why not? And so... We pick up my little brother, we've just broken up over Valentine's Day, now my little brother's in the back seat of the car, and we have to drive an hour all the way to Brisbane. How to not do Valentine's Day 101. Truth is, Valentine's is a man-made holiday anyway, okay? So that's my uh, Valentine's Day blooper. Anyone have a worse one than that? Yeah, it's a bad one, it's really bad. I've, I've gotten a bit better at being married or dating, well I don't date anymore, but married. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Joel. It's great to see you all. Um, okay, I just want to, I, I kind of just want to do a, just quickly run through a message that I feel in my spirit this evening. I had another one planned to do for tonight, which was going to be more down my natural flow. It was called um, a spirit-filled church or uh, being Pentecostal, being a spirit-filled, supernaturally infused, miraculous, devil-whooping Christian warrior. That was the plan. what I normally lean to, but as I was preparing this in my heart this afternoon, I felt the Lord shift me just a little bit, and um, that's part of being a Spirit-filled believer, is that you're willing and able to be shifted or redirected by the Spirit, not because you're unprepared, but because you're yielded, amen? One of my most favorite quotes is from a lady called Catherine Coleman. she's like, God's not looking for golden vessels, He's not looking for silver vessels, He's not looking for bronze vessels, He's looking for yielded vessels. Those who are willing to submit to the leadership of the Spirit of God that we would do what He wants to accomplish and not what we want to accomplish, amen? Because yeah. the truth is, you can say a million things, but it's not what you say that's going to change people's lives. It's what God can do in you and through you, that His Word would be alive and in line with what He desires for the moment, amen? amen. Come on, if you believe it, say amen tonight. Amen. And so I want to preach a word to you tonight, it's, an, it's a, called Superior Peace... In the process. Superior peace in the process. And I want to read you out of the book of uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6. If you have your Bibles, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. This is what it says. Pay attention to the scripture. It has so much in it. Verse 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. There's two key words in there. Anxious. In anything. Don't be anxious about anything. Then it says, but in every situation, so don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends, some uh, translations will say, surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read it to you again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to speak about a superior peace, a supernatural peace that surpasses human understanding. If you're anything like me, then you've lived in the past 18 months in a a once-in-a-generation pandemic. You're living in a season of life that is the most chaotic it has been, worldwide speaking, that we as a generation will have ever lived in. God willing, there's not another one next week or something. But at the moment okay, we're living in unprecedented times of chaos, confusion, there is a, can I say this, and you might disagree with me, but you're wrong, Um, (laughs) is that never has the world distrusted media and politicians like we do right now. Now, that can be from whatever angle you're from, but it's because there's so much lack of integrity in what people are saying and doing. We're living in this thing that's absolutely outrageous and completely not at the same time. Yeah. And I'm not trying to downplay what we've been through. The world's going through something crazy. I'm painting this picture so you can understand we are living in unprecedented, chaotic times. One of the most rampant things in our generation, even before this pandemic, is a thing called anxiety. Anxiety is worry. Anxiety is fear. It's worry and fear that affects you beyond your capable living activities. It's this thing that is crippling to people. And I've really, I hate it with a passion. Because the anxiety that we're talking about is in the world as in those who don't follow Christ. And that's to be expected. But it's also rampant within the people of God. And for me, that just does not sit right. right. People, you know, I, I, I don't, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, let me say, I, I want to be careful. I'm not trying to bring condemnation. If you struggle with anxiety, I am so sorry about that. I hope to help you with it tonight. Because it's a problem and Jesus can fix it. Okay, I'm not saying if you've experienced anxiety, you've done something wrong. I'm not saying if you're going through it as I'm speaking that you're doing something wrong. But I do know this, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, which tells me that fear is a spirit. And I know the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the spirit of the living God who is perfect peace. His name is Jesus and he can overcome all fear. I don't care what anyone says. I, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize. I'm telling you, anxiety's root is a spirit of fear. Yeah. That's not to say you have a demon. But it's to say fear comes from the evil one. Yeah. Yeah. We have to expose it so we can remove it. You know, I the most anxious I've felt in a while is, let me, let me tell you, as quick as I can, a little story about my last 18 months. So I've been living in South Africa, okay, before this. And, and we, my wife and I were doing mission work, evangelism, all sorts of good stuff over in the continent of Africa and the globe. And I was in, in, in Mar- February, March, last year, I was living in South Africa. I got on an airplane to fly to America um, to do some ministry work there. And I remember Savannah saying to me, listen, babe, I don't I don't know if you should go on this trip then i was like it's fine she's like no that coronavirus thing this is in february so it's early she's like you know this that thing's happening she's like maybe you should take a mask and i was like what's this coronavirus nonsense <laughs> you know like i've been tested for swine flu back and they shoved that thing up my nose and when swine i was like whatever you know i remember i was there and we get to america and I'm preaching in a church here, and we're laying hands on people. The power of God's moving. When I go to the next church; things are starting to escalate as it's getting more towards March. And when that church I go in, there they're like, "No high fives, you know, fist bumps only." Like you know, we started there, and then everything, and, and 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 it was like you know, and I was like, "Man, this thing's out of control." But whatever, they don't want me to pray for people. That's not my problem. I then go to, uh, and then from there, I flew to the mountains, and I was snowboarding with my dad. In, uh, in in the Rocky Mountains there, and we're having a good time. And from there, everything, it was. I feel like it's a movie when I recollect it. I'm sitting there, and we're snowboarding. We're sitting in our hotel room, warm, eating. I think we went out and got ribs and you know, all the stuff you eat in America, ribs and burgers and chicken wings. And we're sitting in the room watching the NBA. I love the NBA. And we're sitting there watching it, and then the news comes up that one of the players has tested positive for COVID, and he's now spread it to his team, and this is all watching one game. The next thing you know, the NBA announces the NBA season will be shut down for the rest of the year. Okay, so we went from like regular life to like one moment, the NBA shut down completely. That's important because it's a multi-billion dollar company. They don't just close down for fun. From there, I kid you not, the world just went like domino effect, and I'm like, this is insane. Like, what even is this thing? And so I'm fly from there down to the next church, which was City Point uh, in northern Colorado. And we're there, and, and I'm thinking to myself, do I pray for this bunch? Because they've probably got COVID. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know, I'm a bit of, like, I apologize. I'm a little bit of a whatever guy. I'm like, you know what? Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. Nah virus and so we're there and we're praying and we're laying the place out God's moving people are getting touched healed amazing I get back to my room where I'm staying and I'm looking on the news and all of a sudden it pops up with the South African president saying people in the United States of America are no longer able to come back to South Africa unless you're on this visa this visa this visa and you have this much time to get back and I'm like that visa that I'm not on any of those visas." So I'm on the internet, my flight's leaving in about four hours from California, uh, sorry, from Denver to New York, and I'm sitting there going, man, I am meant, meant to fly out that night back to South Africa, and I'm looking, and I'm like, I don't have that visa. Then everything got super real. Like I was like, okay, I'm sitting here, my, my wife and my three-year-old child are in South Africa, she's pregnant with my next child. They're in South Africa, and I can't get back there. And I just went into like, huh. And like, really, I'm sitting there going, and my, so now we've got like no time. I'm like, do I just fly in and give it a red hot go? I'm like, what, you know, what, do you, what do you do here? And I'm like, and I'm processing this stuff. I've got four hours to get to my plane, and I've realized that I can't get back to the country where my family is because borders are shutting down because this virus is getting out of hand. I've watched the NBA close down. i have watching this thing, next thing you know, this country. Things are getting blocked and I went into like, oh my gosh. Now, I'm pretty good in life. Not many things bother me. I don't feel anxious about really anything. No one can really upset me that much. The only thing that can upset me is if I can't help my wife get happy when she's upset, especially if it's at me. You know, like that makes me like my whole world falls apart. I'm like, oh no, what are we gonna do now? And or if I if if I feel like I can't protect them, that really bothers me. And all of a sudden, and I was like, oh my gosh, and so I had to call her, she's the middle of the night there, she didn't answer, I called again. She woke up, it's probably two in the morning, and I had to say, Hey, sweetheart, I can't get back to South Africa. And she obviously like, What the heck? So in a matter of moments my life went from very regular to this thing over here that's like whatever to like it's really affecting my life and i can't get back to my family and they're in a third world nation and when you want when lockdowns happen can i tell you you don't want to be in a third world country because things just can go real south real quick in countries that are like that okay and so i'm sitting there And all of a sudden, that little creature called anxiety comes out of the little woodwork and you start to feel this panic. And so then I'm talking to Savannah, and we work it out, I book my flight, cancel those flights, I book my flights the next day to come from America to Australia, and I'm talking to Savannah the next day and all I can hear in the background is my daughter coughing her lungs up. And so now I'm like, huh, because I'm trying to get them on a plane to fly to Australia immediately so that we're not, you know, I, I have friends who, they're, they're, they went to England for work in South Africa, and they've not seen their family in eight months, okay, and so um, we're trying, to, all, all I can hear is my daughter coughing her lungs up, and then it all just began more, just this stuff just like, okay, she's coughing, that's not, that's one of the things you're not supposed to have in COVID pandemic, fevers, coughs, and she's coughing, so I'm like, babe, you need to keep her mouth shut on that plane, like, get her on that, do not let any, put a mask on her. Like, I'm not worried about COVID, I'm worried about her getting stuck. Yeah. Okay, because at that point, there actually wasn't much COVID in South Africa. And know, all this to say, uh, this thing crept in, and I have not had such an anxious moment, maybe in all my life, when I had to get on my aeroplane, and I didn't know if they had gotten on the plane in South Africa, because I took off before them, and now I'm wondering... What's going to happen? Are they Because she's coughing. I'm thinking they're going to get blocked at the border. They're not going to get let on the plane. And anxiety was just, I'm sitting in the plane. you just feel sick. Anyone ever had that? So you just feel like, oh, it's because what it is, is you, you feel like you have no control of what's happening in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And can I say this? Ultimately, anxiety, fear rules when we put more trust in our natural circumstance than we do in the God Who made us. Now, I don't want to downplay it to make you feel, but I'm saying that's the, the, the root of it, of a believer living anxiously, is you have more trust in what's in front of you than you do that the than the God who said, if God be for me, who could be against me? And sometimes you have to remind your soul, you have to remind your spirit who your God is, who's on your side. And that's not always easy, but doesn't mean it's not right. You know, I, I finally landed in Sydney, and I opened my phone just to get some, because like, I said, text me as soon as you get through border control, and you're on the plane. And all I see is an email pop up that says, babe, please enter your phone, they won't let us through. And now my heart just went, Goof. and then I read the next email, I said, all good, don't worry about it. <laughs> I want to show you real quickly in the little time that we have left, some f- thoughts that I have around this scripture that I believe can help you in life. It says, don't be anxious or don't worry about anything. Number one is the simple fact is this, don't worry. I remember this um, quote that's uh, it's from some old movie a long time ago. that says, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do for a while, but it won't get you anywhere. Or some people say worrying makes you experience the same thing potentially once that you weren't going to experience or just twice at at best. Like if you're worried about it not happening and you worry, worry, and it doesn't happen, then you've just had to deal with that same problem twice. You're going to have to make a choice to don't worry. Like I'm, I'm not saying that's easy, but it says don't be anxious for anything. You have the responsibility to rise up in your spirit, take control, because you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In fact, the truth is you have the mind of Christ. Take control of your thoughts and every idea that's trying to take you your, your brain over, bring it into captivity, subject it to the power of Jesus Christ. Don't worry about anything. That's crazy. So number one is don't worry. But the second thing it says is that but in everything, through prayer and petition or prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, bring your requests to God. You live an anxious, free life by not worrying and bringing your requests to God. Number two is this, talk to God about it. I think one of the advices on our little uh, uh, interview was communication. Do you know most things are resolved when you just talk about it? One of the biggest causes for angst and disagreement is lack of communication. It's the same with God. Most things are worked out when you stop, sit back, and just begin to talk to God about it. Bring your requests to God. If I was sitting on that plane and, look, I didn't do it, but I felt sick in my stomach, just need to stop. Stop worrying. Say, God, and just begin to chat and watch Him. Bring revelation to your heart. Watch Him. Whisper peace into your spirit. Talk to God. You say, I don't know what to say to Him. Just talk to Him. Don't worry. Bring about anything, but in everything. Everyone knows what everything means. In everything, through prayer and petition, bring your request to God. Number three, it says, then the peace will come. I'm going to read it again. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, number three, verse seven, and the peace of God comes. It says, if you don't worry, come to him. Talk to God. It says, then The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will come. Number four, it's a surpassing peace. It's a supernatural peace. It's a superior peace. It says, and then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Can I tell you what a witness your life will be if you can be the kind of person that's walking through a storm and you can hold yourself down because you've got peace? People will turn to you looking for answers. The problem is half the church is more anxious than the world, because we got one foot in and we got one foot out. We're double-minded, tossed to and fro. We've got to be all in. That God is the answer. That Jesus is the answer. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, every situation, in your relationships, in your finances, in what you're in your job, in your future, in your past, in. Everything, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, bring your request to God and the peace of God that surpasses understanding. There's a place where there can be stuff going on all around you, and you can feel a supernatural peace. And people might think, you you know, we can give it all sorts of names. You're, you know, you're not letting yourself do this, or you're not letting your emotion. We have a supernatural peace. You know, it tells us in the book of Romans, it says, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know, when you are a believer and you are justified by God, when you've been made right with God, you can walk through a living hell and still be okay. Because you have peace with God supernatural peace, superior peace to the world. It's not going to look like the world, and they won't understand it. Yeah. Someone sitting next to you won't understand it if you're living in supernatural peace because it's superior to the natural. It's not understood by the human mind. It will be all sorts of reasons, all sorts of things added, and psychologists will say this about this. Forget about it. Trust the Word of God. The the Bible is your answer. I don't look for human wisdom. I look to the Bible for my answers. It tells me the answers. I just have to be all in. Because in everything, there's a superior peace. And it's a superior peace that protects your heart. I love this passage so much. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart's and your minds in Jesus Christ. This peace, this supernatural peace will protect your heart from hardening. Protects your heart. He protects you through his peace. When you say, God, I don't understand everything, but listen, I need a chat because I'm worrying and I don't want to, so I'm not worrying anymore and I'm talking to you and we trust him and let the peace of God begin to protect our hearts. The worship team, you guys, can come. It's a superior piece that protects. And number six is it's a superior piece in the process. The thing that's always stood out to me about this passage of scripture, which is difficult for someone like me because I'm a bit of an instant miracle guy. I'm a bit of like a God of the whoo, healed straight away. Like instantly. I'll preach another message, and I'll preach all about instantly God healed him. But you know what this says? I'm going to read the whole thing to you again, and then we're going to do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds, and you'll see your breakthrough straight away. You see, it doesn't say that. It says it's the peace of God's going to guard your heart and it's going to guard your mind in Christ Jesus. It's a superior peace while you're waiting for your breakthrough. It's not that a breakthrough is not going to come. It's not that we don't serve a God of the miraculous. We serve that same God, but there's something about... I'm on an airplane. There's nothing supernatural that can happen to me right now for my wife to get on that plane that I know about is... And I, there's a place where I can find a supernatural peace that brings me rest, even though I know there's chaos over here. You might be, Valentine's Day might be a real sore spot because your relationship is terrible at the moment. You're like, it's not, you know, you might not know my story, but Savannah and I, we got married for nine months. We separated after nine months for a year and a half. We're about to get a divorce. Then, a year and a half later, God did a miracle in my life and in her life and our marriage. And now we're 10 years on. You see, but I tell this story and so many people write to me asking, I've been praying. I've, nothing's happening. Everybody, and, and, and there's not much I can say except keep holding on. I don't know what your storm is. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what's breeding anxiety in your life, the fear, the worry, the stress. I I don't know your storm, but I know that Jesus says, don't worry about anything. but in everything, whatever it is, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, bring your requests to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, a supernatural peace will guide your heart and guide your mind in Christ Jesus. How do you deal with anxiety, fear, and worry? bring your request to God give it to Him and say God there's nothing I can do about this and if that doesn't work, do it again and if that doesn't work do it again and if that doesn't work do it again, renew your mind in the Word you, when, when, when your mind is renewed you begin to trust Him above this because faith doesn't walk by sight we don't walk by sight we walk by faith we don't walk by circumstance if, if, if we lived by circumstance we'd be miserable but we don't we walk by faith we trust God in the unknown it's this superior peace that protects our heart in the process while we're waiting for the breakthrough it's not always going to be easy Trials, tribulations, persecutions, feelings of anxiety. You know, I I don't deal with anxiety a lot, but it comes. The feelings come, and you know what you have to do? You separate yourself from it. I'm not an anxious person, so when I feel anxiety, I start to think, what the heck is this? And I realize there's a spirit of fear trying to intimidate me, and I won't subject myself to it. I'll sit in my room, wherever I am, and I'll begin to recognize, God, this is not of you, therefore it doesn't belong in me. And what happens is you can find yourself in a place where you can feel every symptom of anxiety, but it will not master you. It's an external force trying to rob you of life abundantly. It's this peace of God that will protect you until the breakthrough comes. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. Friends, God is with you. His peace is for you. He will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies because He's not worried about what's happening here. He says, if I am for you, then who could be against you? Don't be worried or anxious about anything. Guys, this anxious epidemic that we are in is not from God, it's from the pit of hell. And Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Don't let the enemy put condemnation on you. How dare he say that? He doesn't know my story. He doesn't know what I've been through. He doesn't know my pain. I know Jesus and I know He's the answer and I'm never getting off the topic. I've watched Him liberate thousands kid you not? Thousands of people instantly from anxiety where their chest is, is tight and their breathing is short and the power of God comes upon them and the peace of God that surpasses understanding. I've walked into tents in a youth camp in Ireland and the moment I walked into the tent, the wind picked up and about 12 people started having panic attacks around me because the spirit of fear doesn't like me because I don't believe it gets to stay. I will fight till I have no more breath in my lungs for anyone struggling with anxiety. A pill will manage your problem. Jesus will restore it. There is now no condemnation for you tonight. There is freedom. It's a supernatural peace. It comes from God. And what do you do if it doesn't work? I asked myself three days ago what do you do God when it doesn't work he said don't worry about anything but in everything bring it to me and the peace of God surpasses all understanding it will guard your heart it will guard your mind but I'm like but yeah but what if it don't worry about anything if you believe is the answer friends then is the answer and you'll keep fighting till it manifests if you're stuck in a prison don't think it's always gonna be easy to get at you're gonna to have to fight your way out but Paul and Silas in the prison cell locked up dropped to their knees and the Bible says they begin to pray and they begin to worship the Lord all of a sudden an earthquake liberated from this situation what do you do if it doesn't work keep praying keep believing keep talking to your friends who want to keep praying with you and keep believing with you and keep talking to your life group leader who wants to keep praying with you and keep standing with you because there are people here that will stand with you all the way to the end of the fight because you've not been given a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind don't worry talk to God Then comes the peace. It's a superior peace that will protect your heart, protect your mind, until the breakthrough comes. I believe the Word of God is the answer for every problem in your life. I believe it's the victory for your life. And I won't shy away from it. In a world that's trying to look for answers in every other direction, I'm going to keep my head buried in this book like a bigot, like a naive fool. Is the wisdom of God. is foolishness to the wisdom of the world. I don't care what people say. I won't get off it. Jesus is the healer, He's the Savior, He's the Redeemer. He desires us to live a holy life. I won't change the subject just to fit in, just to be cool, just to be accepted because I care more about people's freedom than I do about my reputation. I died with Christ it's no longer I who live but it's Christ who lives in me and this life that I live I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me so I'll give myself to a generation to see them free I'll fight all day for the unborn children I'll fight all day for holiness and purity and marriages all day long because I believe that Jesus is the answer Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.